We are back for some more trickeration with Mr. Magic. I'm Adam Monster Tiger, the publisher of BuffStampede.com on the 24-7 Sports Network. Joined again by Darian Hagan. Darian, back in the, the height of COVID, uh, we did a feature on BuffStampede.com, uh, the, the Mount Rushmore of CU football, and you were one of those four figures that, that won. Did you ever see the graphic that we put together for that? No, I didn't. Okay, I'm going to have to show that to you. My wife put it together. It's pretty awesome. Your your head okay. is chiseled into what, what looks to be Mount Rushmore, so it's a, a cool deal there. But uh, That's awesome. Today, I wanted to spend a little time talking with you about just the way that preseason camp has evolved over the years. Obviously, it looks different than it did back when you were a player at CU. But before we jump into that, Darren, I know that you recently had a chance to connect with Devon Thornton, a former buff tight end. And I was curious how, you know, uh, how he's doing these days. I'm sure there's some CU fans out there that are uh, anxious for an update on him. He's doing, uh, he's doing really well. He's, uh, he's at Vista Peak High School. He has, uh, he has uh, 85 players on his team, which is a lot for a high school team. Um and he, you know, those guys are, they, they love, they love being around him. You know, he's running this program like a college, uh, like a college program. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's also, he's there full time. He's a teacher, you know, to, so to, as a high school player to have your coach in the building is, is rare, you know, for him to be in the building, he's able to touch his guys on a daily basis. You know, first thing in the morning when they get to school, the first person they see is coach, coach Thornton. You know, that's a that's a that's big. It's that's huge for those kids. Yeah, and and he's somebody that uh, seems like he, he takes a lot of pride in in kind of giving back to to folks. Uh, is that one of the the best things about being a coach? As long as you've been a coach, that you've been able to kind of see these people really blossom as human beings, and then get into a leadership role and really thrive in that. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, as a as a coach, you want to see you want to see that your 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 players succeed. You know, uh, on the field. But if they if they don't make the that next uh, that jump to the NFL or to the CFL, you want to see them doing well, giving back to the community. And Devon is you know he's giving back to the community. He's doing he's doing a really really good job now. I'm proud of him. Um, you know he he's a guy that. Uh, you know, he went through some adversities here, you know, uh, but he's over he's over, overcome those things and he has no ill will toward anybody. You know, he just wants to give back to the kids just like he was given the opportunity here at CU. And those kids, when they see him, first thing they, they do is this, they, they, they just start smiling, man. It brightens, it brightens their day when they see him. You know, he even asked me the other day, would I, would I be uh, willing to come coach the running backs for him? <laughs> so I, I said I, I'll think about it. That, that that but that drive is too long, man. <laughs> well, he's getting Vista Peak ready for the 2023 season, and the Buffaloes are getting ready for the 2023 season. I'm curious the the biggest changes you see in just the way that preseason camp looks now compared to what it looked like when you were a player. Well, I think um, it's totally different when we played. You know, it wasn't no acclimation period. You know, you went you went straight in the pads and you went you got after it twice a day. You know, uh, we were in meetings a lot. Um, it was um, you know, 30 days of getting after it. Now these guys, man, they um, you know, they practice once a day, you know, um 
they, they really don't hit. They get a, have an acclimation period where three days, you know, before, uh, I think it's three to five days before you even put on full pads. So it's a little bit different. Uh, but I also understand, you know, that, uh, you know, it's been, a, you know, injuries and kids, you know, getting hurt and all that stuff. But I just think it was a different time when, when we played in, the, in, in today's ball. I think that the kids, when we played, we were, we were a little bit different. You know, we uh, we played tackle football in the streets. You know, uh, you know, we played tackle football in the, in the streets with with our jeans on, getting you know, getting getting holes in the knees. <laughs> you remember back? You remember back in the day they had uh, what's the name of those jeans? tough skin jeans? Yeah, we had <laughs> we had tough skin jeans, and you know, uh, it was just a different time. Now, you know, they they look out more for these guys. They got guardian caps on. They wear. You know, I think they're looking out uh, more for them. Where back when we played, it was it was more of a uh, let them go, let them go battle. You know, that's the difference. That's the main difference. What would you guys do in the summer compared to now? Because it's pretty much a full time job for these guys throughout summer. So maybe they don't need the two days like you guys did back then. Were you guys in great shape going into camp? Yes, we were. Um, so for for a guy like myself, they I never had to stay here and go to summer school. You know, I, I made sure that my grades and everything were were I was on top of all that stuff because I had a kid when I was leaving high school. So you know, when I when I uh, in the summer times I wanted to be home and be around my kid. So I would always make sure my schoolwork was taken care of. I would go home and I would work out with every day with, with you know my former high school teammates. And when I you know and and when I came back, I was always in shape. And uh, we had uh, the rest of the team, not the rest of them, but I would say, you know, over 50 percent of the team, they stayed here and they uh, worked out twice, you know, uh, every day with uh, Jeff Madden, who was our strength coach. And, those, you know, and we, but when we reported, OK, when we reported, it wasn't no, OK, we're going to get in here. We're going to, you know, get have acclimation and we're going to just, you know, slowly get you uh, going. We came in and we had to test. We had to run, we had to run mile a mile uh, timed. You know, he had to have a certain time. If you didn't, if you didn't make that, you couldn't practice until you made that time. Um, you know, it, so it, it was it, it was totally totally different. But now these kids here, they they're here year round. They're doing uh, they're doing summer school. They're doing you know uh, you know four days a week workouts and stuff like that. You know, these guys don't they don't have the opportunity not to stay in shape they they're doing something all the time do you remember where you guys had to run that mile to to test out early in camp yes we ran it at uh Pottsville. okay right right at the track over there do you remember what was the cutoff was it different for every position yes every position was different i okay. forget get the times but you know obviously the line the d line the o line had a had a longer time than what we had um but I, I couldn't I couldn't recall that, you know, so we had the O-line, D-line, you had the skill and the, uh, the, o, the the tight ends. They had to run with the, with the uh, O-line and then the skill. We all ran together, DBs, you know, uh, receivers, uh, fullbacks, running backs, quarterbacks. We all ran together. But it was it was a uh, it, it was it was sort of like a competition because we wanted to make sure when we got back, I wanted to be in better shape than, than CJ. CJ wanted to be in better shape than me. You know, it, the, the three years that CJ and I played together, he never accomplished that feat. <laughs> <laughs> would, would he agree with that that assessment? 
<laughs> yes, he would. If he doesn't agree, if he didn't agree with it, he he would be telling the absolute story. <laughs> I love it. What other stories do you have when you think back into the uh, memory bank of your brain in terms of what preseason camp was like uh, during your time at CU? Um, we 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 never had opportunity to. Uh, nowadays, you see these guys; they they have you know periods just like we have periods. You know, periods one through fourteen. You know, we had the same thing, but. Now these guys they they have they have breaks in between. We didn't have any breaks. That was uh, that was unheard of. When we hit the football field, we we went fourteen straight periods, you know, twenty minute periods, and it was hitting every single period. Even special teams were hitting. The only thing only on special teams only only people was, that you couldn't hit was obviously the kicker, and you couldn't hit the returner. But everybody else was full. Every quarterback as well. The quarterback, yes, we were we were we were full too. We were getting taken down to the ground. So when I when I when we played here, um, every position besides the DBs had to wear knee braces, even the receivers. You know, so now you, now here you see, I think the defensive line is optional. The the O line has to wear them. Um, the tight ends don't wear them. Yeah, I think quarterbacks have them on one knee. Um, you know, so it's 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 totally different. It's totally different. It, it, we had to make sure we had our ankles taped. Um, these guys here, they 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 have to make sure they have their ankles taped, but some of them don't do it. And then and most of the time, they, you know, the coaches don't check for them until they get hurt. And then once they get hurt, and then it, you know, you start harping on why didn't he get taped? Why didn't you check? You know, um, but. As a coach, when I when I coached here, I made sure I went around the room and checked my guys, made sure they were taped before we even left uh, for meetings. You know that 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 was the difference. They just, you know, everything seemed like it's uh, it's optional, and you know it's and it's uh it's uh it's going to affect you after the fact instead of being proactive. We've seen Coach Prime give really impassioned speeches in the team meeting room since he's been in Boulder. What was it like with? Bill McCartney and just some of uh, what was his demeanor like throughout preseason camp? Coach Mack had a, he had a quiet demeanor. Um, he just really was a guy that wanted to observe. He wanted to see if, you know, each, each player knew their assignments, knew what they knew, uh, what they had to do with certain checks. Uh, he wanted to make sure everything was just flowing uh, flawlessly. Um and he was in charge when he when he got really boisterous and really loud is when he was he, when it was punt team because he was in charge of the punt team. So he had a ruler and on his ruler, he had uh, two inch splits. That's how close the the the, the, uh, the front line had to be from each other. So he would he would take a ruler and he would throw it on the ground. And he would see how close you were to the next man. And if you were if you were too close or you were too wide. He take that ruler and pop you on the calf. <laughs> Nowadays you couldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it was it was he he was real he was real laid back. But I tell you what, when when we had teams meeting settings, it's like Coach Prime. He got us fired up, man. I've never been in a meeting with anybody other than him. Uh, I would say Coach Barnett was kind of similar. 
but coach coach Mack was he he was different you know I've been in a room with with uh, Mike Shanahan but I've, I've been in a room with a lot of famous you know head coaches and nobody could touch coach Mack coach Mack man he had a story his story would always resonate toward something personal in your life or something uh, personal on the football field. I remember uh, being in a, in a meeting room with him and we were going to play the University of Missouri. And Missouri had this big offensive tackle. His name was uh, Russ McCullough. And his nickname was The Bus. And Coach Max said in the meeting, he goes, Alfred and Canavis, you guys better strap it on. He said, because you guys are going against Russ The Bus. Russ the bus, if you don't bring he said if you don't bring your A game, he'll put you on his back and he'll drop you off at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he he would challenge each each kid, each person, man, and he would bring the best out of you every day. He was he was awesome. When you transitioned to being a coach and they did away with two a days, mm-hmm. how did you try to kind of bridge, you know, getting a team ready to be physical? Uh, for that season opener w- without having that extra practice time? Or was there a thought that, okay, th- missed tackles are just going to be part of, obviously you're on the offensive end, but like when you talk to the defensive coaches, was there a feeling that maybe missed tackles were just going to become more prevalent in college football and there was really no way around that? Yeah, we talked about, we talked about that. Um, and we talked about, uh, you know, you're not, there's no way around it, you, but you, what we had to do to uh, to combat that was, we had to make sure that we had we came together to do certain drills. We had to be more technique, more do more, do more technique work to be uh, to be efficient. You know, so we would we would uh, instead of being you know just totally individual with just the running backs and myself. You know, I would go up against the linebackers every day, and then uh, the linebackers and I we would work on tackling, we work on ball security. We, they would try to strip the ball from us. We would work on routes, and then they would we we work on open field tackling. And uh, but only thing we didn't do, we didn't take them to the ground. So they would tap off on us. And I think that 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 made us uh, aware of our surroundings and made, made us aware of what was going on. And then once on game day, I, I think that, you know, the guys were just ready to to unleash. And on game day, guys had fun, you know, and just just, you know, release the hounds, so to speak. I'm sure when you were a player at C, you had a pretty good feeling during preseason camp that you were going to have uh, competitive football teams out there in the fall. When you were a coach at CU, did you have a pretty good gauge for kind of how things were going to come together when the season kicked off? Or was it kind of hard to tell sometimes in the preseason just exactly how good this group is that, that you're trying to mold? It's kind of hard um, uh, to tell uh, what's going on, what's going to happen, how, how we're going to jail. Um, you know, but as a as a group, I, I made sure that my that the running backs were always uh, well well taught, knew what they knew their assignments. They were uh, they were going to be you know physical runners. They were going to you know not put the ball on the ground. Um, so I took pride in that. But also, you know, I think you can look to our 2016 team, our 2016 team. We we were stacked at the defensive line. We were stacked at uh, linebackers. We were stacked in the secondary. Our uh, on offense, we were pretty good on the offensive line. We had uh, two really good uh, quarterbacks. I thought in Cepho and, and Steven. Uh, we had four excellent wide receivers with capable backups. We had really good uh, running back Philip Lindsay and 
you know, his backup, Michael Atkins. And then, and then when Michael's uh, got hurt, you know, uh, Kyle Evans, his development. And we knew going into the summer that we have, we would have a chance just because our offensive defense lines were going to be really, really good. They're going to be really good and be hard to handle. So we, we, we knew that we had, we had a chance if we could come together in jail and that's just, just what happened. And then last season, uh, you could kind of tell that we weren't, we weren't going to be very good. Um, cause we were, we were, uh, decimated by injuries and we were, we were forced to play, you know, players that wasn't ready to play. Um, you know, they were guys that wasn't really developed that shouldn't have been out there, but that was the hand we was de- dealt with. And, you know, we, we tried to deal with it as best we could, but you knew that, uh, it was going to be a long season. One of the guys that you had to kind of rush into action last year, Anthony Hankerson has done a great job and, and made a strong impression with all the new coaches and, and is in the mix to be one of the, the catalysts on offense this year. How fun has it been to see him take that adversity head on and, and really thrive? I tell you what, that guy is a tough kid. He's a tough minded kid. He, you know, he, his mom and dad are two uh, great parents. They 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 molded a guy to uh, to understand that anything you want, you got to work hard for it. You know, I used to always tell all the running backs, to whom much is given, much is required. And Anthony took he he took great ple- pleasure and pride in that statement. You know, he's uh he's tough nose. He's he he's the guy that you're not gonna you're not gonna scare him away. You know, he's he's gonna give you everything he has. Um, and I'm just proud of the guy, you know, he comes, he comes by my office and we'll sit there and we'll talk and, or I'll see him in the hallway and I'll be like, I'll tell him, I'll say, Hey, you better not be sitting on the bench. And he'd be like, coach, I ain't going to be sitting on the bench. I tell you this, <laughs> you know, so I like, I like to ruffle his feathers a little bit, just, just to bring out the steam out of his ears and make sure that he understands that, you know, I may not be coaching, but I'm still going to be a, a, a motivating force for you. Awesome. Well, hey, Coach, I think that's all our time for this week's episode, but it was great catching up with you, uh, kind of talking about some of the differences and how preseason camps evolved. i got to get you back on here soon. we got to talk about the move back to the Big 12, and I want to get your reaction to all of that. Thanks again for taking the time out. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks for having me, man. I can't wait to talk about the Big 12. And, you know, it's a, it's a, a home going for us. Yep, definitely. All right, yeah. and thanks to everybody out there for tuning in.